on the mic, we have Nathan. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we have Drew of Inside Universal. Howdy, friends. Paul from IOM Geek, Ideology of Madness. Hey, hey. And currently speaking, this is Kyle. Review from the Cheap Seats. While I'm not working on my nonprofit charity, I run a small YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the premiere edition of The Four Huntsmen. Background of the idea behind the podcast. Uh, we have four individuals that are steeped in horror haunt um, experiences. Uh, we love the genre. We love spooky time at uh, the... We love spooky time in October and the time leading up through it from August through Halloween Horror Nights or through um, Hollow Scream or through other local haunts, etc. And we wanted to be able to share those experiences with you and talk about our love for this spooky season. Before we go any further, we can do a little bit of intros and a background of ourselves. Nathan? <clears throat> Why do I gotta go first? <laughs> <laughs> There's such enthusiasm in this room right now. <clears throat> um, let's see. Background. Okay, so I used to live on the West Coast, now the East Coast. I've done the haunt events on both coasts, both universals, not uh, independence. Um, can say I'm liking the East Coast haunts a lot more, except for one in particular on the West Coast. <clears throat> also love hot dogs. <laughs> Apparently, Nathan is uh, more or less the, the resident expert on um, horror movies and the horror genre um, for our crew. I believe uh, he's probably seen more horror films. Um, I don't want to say than all of us combined because we do all have um, a, a pretty big passion and love for the genre. Um, but Nathan's uh, passion is, is exceedingly. Uh, huge when it comes to classic horror films yeah anything the classic monsters but then also video games horror-based survival horror um most of the new movies hit or miss but i'd say anything from the 30s to late 90s yeah big emphasis on the 70s and 80s excellent paul background all right. Hey, I'm Paul from IOM Geek and IdeologyofMadness.com. And, um, you know, I've, I've known the guys here for a little while. I uh, love Halloween Horror Nights. My first year at Halloween Horror Nights was 2003. Uh, I went there actually for my honeymoon, oddly enough. <laughs> uh, and so, and I think, I don't know, I guess this is my 11th time going if I go this, well, I am going this year. So, um, really looking forward to it. Uh, I, I live in Virginia, so I live near the uh, Bush Gardens Williamsburg that has a hollow scream up here. Uh, I love going to, we have a bunch of haunt events around here. I like going to the ones that I've been down to in Florida. Big horror guy myself. I love all kinds of horror, um, you know, from the classics like uh, Nathan to uh, modern day stuff. I'm big on foreign horror. Watch a lot of, uh, you know, if I can get horror from different places around the world you know i'll i'll check it out i'm i'm all about just checking out new kinds of horror as long as it's not too uh too, too seedy and uh and uncomfortable um i enjoy it so subtitles they're they're, they're pretty horrific <laughs> <laughs> you get used to Reading them after a while is terrifying 
<laughs> it's funny when you mention um, foreign horror movies because um, now the name is escaping me. The the premise for The Ring, um, you know, the the movie that it was based off of was was so much better than I think the way The Ring came out. Uh, the Japanese oh. one, yeah, Ringu. Yes, yeah, it was just called Ringu. Ringu. <laughs> <laughs> They're kicking their ass at everything. <laughs> Have you, a quick side note. Have you guys seen Train to Busan yet? No. It's a Korean zombie film. I think it's on Netflix. I could be wrong, but you got to check it out. It's awesome. It just came out like a couple months back. Yeah, I feel like I saw someone talk about it on YouTube one time and said it was really good. Yeah, it was playing Plus, in theaters for a little bit, too. last monster movie I saw from Korea was The Host. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Nice. Drew, a.k.a. Drubov. Yes. Um, some of you might know me from Inside Universals, formerly known as Orlando United. Um, I am a big Halloween Horror Nights fan. I mean, it's basically one of the main reasons I really have become in love with theme parks. Um, this is going to be my 11th year going. Uh, I've gone. Every, I first went in 2007, and I've gone every year since then. Um, but it's kind of. I was never really big into horror movies until I went to Halloween Horror Nights. You know, I like the occasional Freddy and Jason movie, nothing too major. But it's really kind of opened my horizons to other things horror. And now I love playing. You know, those hard survival games and all that kind of stuff. But my only thing, you know, I, I'm currently in New York. I'm moving to Orlando in the fall. And um, so I don't have really much experience when it comes to Hallow Scream and all that stuff yet, but I'm looking forward to checking everything out, hopefully this year. But I'm, I'm your Halloween Horror Nights aficionado. That's the way I put it. Nice. Spoiler alert with moving to New York. From New York. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. That would be a quick round trip. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm moving down the block. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, of course, this is Kyle from View from the Cheap Seats. Um, you know, I've, I've come to go to Halloween Horror Nights, actually, by way of Paul from Ideology of Madness. Um, and for those that don't know, Paul and I both work at the same nonprofit charity uh, for day jobs. And uh, he had asked uh, to cover Halloween Horror Nights um, one year. I think it was um, 22. So I have not been going to Halloween Horror Nights as long as uh, the other folks here. I think, though, uh, we probably go more often than um, the, the vast majority of folks in Orlando um, since uh, we got addicted. It just took that one time to get in and realize how, how awesome things were, um, you know, on a big scale, a big production scale, and uh, to, to go. Um, we've included a lot of footage and a lot of things around Halloween Horror Nights over the years, but we've expanded scope, at least on the channel, with trying to show um, some other haunts that are out there. You know, there's things that we've gone to um, as a family, and I think one of the reasons that it took us so long to get to Halloween Horror Nights is that we had a family, right? So when you have kids that are young, um, I'm not an advocate of bringing small kids to Halloween Horror Nights, and we've talked about that in our uh, videos before. Um, you know, it, it all depends on level of um, familiarity, I think, of kids to some of the horror properties and how scared they could be or potential nightmares and things like that. Um, so we held off on going for a long time. But we had gone to other local events that may not have been as scary, like a petrified forest, et cetera, in Altamont. And, you know, so we've no strangers to, to horror, but 
the, the passion at least has been reignited over the last, you know, um, you know, coming up, you know, how many years, like seven years or five, six, seven years of um, kind of hardcore going into this um, at this time of year. So um, we're very much looking forward. Um, you know, we saw signs in the mall the other day for Spirit Halloween hiring because they're looking to reopen their store, which prompted me to go back and look on the calendar to last year and realize that we're just a month away from when these stores actually um, open back up again and we're, we're full swing into spooky season. Pumpkin beers on the shelves, Halloween costumes in the stores. It's time to get it on. Yeah, man. We are, like you said, we're about a month away from things kicking into overdrive as far as, you know, we're concerned and announcements and all sorts of stuff. So I, I think this is a good time to get out there and, and get chatting with you guys who are listening and just kind of talk about what's going on and talk about the news. So, Kai, you said 2000, what, you said 2012 was your first year? 22? Yeah. Was that the Penn and Teller year? Yes, it, it was. Penn and Teller, yeah. I interviewed um, Penn or I gave I, when they were on the stage. And, and uh, it is on YouTube. It is not on my channel. Other other people have it on their channels. As a matter of fact, I think it may be on Orlando United's channel. I'm not sure. I don't know about that. I'm not too sure. Kind of funny because I'm remembering now when I was in California, the first Horror Nights I went to at Universal was in 93 or 94. <clears throat> and they literally, all it was was just the uh, tram tour, but I don't know, they had 100 people jumping out at you throughout the entire thing. I have never been to the California Horror Nights. I would love to go. I, I mean, I watched a video of it last year, I think, and just looking at the insane crowds that that thing gets. I mean, don't get me wrong. They get insane crowds at the one in Florida, but it seems like just a madhouse at the one in California. Yeah, it's pretty much a mirrored event now. It's all IPs. Yeah. Well, I, that was also the first year of The Walking Dead, too. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> I, I went on The Walking Dead the year-round one, what was it, two weeks ago, and that was probably the best thing I did all day. And I'm not, like, the biggest Walking Dead fan either, but I think it's pretty good for a year-round maze. There's always that rumor of it replacing <laughs> the Terminator. I'm it, fine with that. I, I'd Inev totally be down with it. It's fine. Inevitably, everything always comes back to Walking Dead, and I, I, every year I think that people think that I'm trolling them when I say I look forward to it. And, you know, last year, caught flack. You know, you catch flack every year about it. But last year, people were like, this is going to be ridiculous. And I sat here with my Walking Dead, Tervis, and said, I'm looking forward to it because it was the greatest <laughs> hits. And, you know, what was the outcome, Drew? It was my favorite house of the year last year. What? I think, I think, yeah, I liked it. it was I super think close quarters. That if that was the first year that they had ever done it like if they had never done walking dead the, the four or five years whatever it was before that and that was like the debut of the walking dead people would have lost their minds about how good it was i i will say i enjoyed the house last year um you know i'm looking at my article last year about since we're talking about our favorite houses last year right from halloween horror nights 26 we were all there last year um at least once or twice or 14 times, Kyle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many times I was there last year. I don't even know. It was just a random guess. Yeah. Um, what was your... So you said your favorite house was The Walking Dead last year. Yeah. Nathan, how about you? Halloween. I'm, I'm biased of the Halloween 2 house. See, I was biased against the house, actually. Um, I, I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, Halloween 2... 
I know this is probably sacrilege, but I don't really like Halloween 2, the movie. And I love the Halloween series. But Halloween 2, I don't know. It's just kind of dumb to me. I mean, you know, dumber than... <laughs> you are talking to the guy That's who's how you like, feel. like... I love the shit out of Halloween 6, the movie. Um, so you're talking to that guy. But I, I, I gotta say, Halloween 2 was my favorite house last year also. I, I, I just really liked what they did with it. I liked the hospital stuff, the animatronics... I, I just I thought it was cool, and it was the house that got me scared more than the others. Yeah, that one. I mean, it was consistent the entire time I went through it, even with all the uh, <clears throat> employees inside telling you to hurry up, like in every room. <laughs> but uh, uh, second up was like Krampus in the beginning, and they just went downhill towards the end. Yeah, it was more of a fun house, Krampus. It wasn't necessarily like scary. It was just kind of fun to go through it every time. And you know, and honestly, Krampus was my favorite house last year, but. To, to go back to the Halloween house, um, Halloween was really enjoyable, um, but I, I feel bad. Um, there's there's a subsection of folks that I think, you know, between Inside Universal and Drew's following and our following, et cetera, you know, that we've, we've kind of um, conjured up, like, pet names or characters for the event during the year. <laughs> and we went through... Um, during employee preview the the first night, and I, I just was beside myself that they had a Michael Myers that jumped out of the dumpster. You know, it's one of those like <laughs> things where you want to like wipe your eyes and say like, did I just see that? Like that was unbelievable, and you can't wait to go back through on opening night. And you know, we saw it again, so we affectionately you know named him Dumpster Mike, and Dumpster Mike became a thing. Um, but unlike HHN Bear, where Bear would dance. Uh, we've since come to find out from Dumpster Mike that we kind of ruined things for that particular corner of the house because the IP owners were so um, so nervous about the IP being tainted or ruined, you know, that they didn't want the characters to do anything that was not in the vein of that character. So <laughs> yeah. they stayed okay. outside the dumpster. But they were okay with five Michael Myers in the same hallway. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted, yeah. I'm sorry, three of them. Literally, right when we made that right turn after Dumpster Mike, yeah, there was like three of them that jumped Locker out. Mike. Hammer Mike. Hammer on. Mike, chain link fence Mike. Like, yeah, paint can't Mike. <laughs> like, get around so fast. It's like action it like figures. Benny it's like Hell Batman show. action figures. <laughs> yeah, they all had a variant. Yeah. <laughs> Barbecue Mike. Then at the end was one more Mike. The one mm. that just kind of jumps out of nowhere. Yeah. Crispy, crispy Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what's funny? Um, you know, you mentioned the you know the the people telling you to keep moving and move along, and the, the mm-hmm. five different Michael Myers. The very first Horror Nights I went to, like I said, was two thousand three, and it, it was. Don't get me wrong; it was. It's always been a big event since I've been aware of it. Um, and but the first year I went, the first house I went into was the All Night Diet. That's my first Halloween Horror Nights house ever. Um, it was the director year, and like we did the stay and scream. And oddly, I don't know. I mean, it's, it doesn't really happen like this much anymore um, unless you go on an off night. But we did stay and scream and we were the first ones in that house and we were the only ones in that house. So for the, for the entire walkthrough of the, the all night dying. So you want to talk about like five different Michael Myers, you know, when you're the only two people in the house. I mean, every Michael Myers just comes out at the same time. Every Jason, every yep. Freddy. So it's like <laughs> it's like multiplicity Jason style. You know, popping out under the bed and in the window and hanging from the ceiling and all sorts of stuff. But 
that was cool. I mean, it, I, I I missed those days of being able to walk through a house and it not be just kind kind of like a a steady stream of conga line people. Yeah, sometimes you'll you'll get lucky and you it, like if you're going against the crowd flow, you might get one of those nights where you like like Tomb of the Ancients last year would have been a house that maybe if you did it right, you would have been the only people in it at the early in the night. We, um, you know, it was like my father-in-law and I probably in the last five years, and Kyle's probably witnessed this a few times last year. He just perfected this super slow, nonchalant, <laughs> obvious walk where he starts off keeping about five feet in front of the conga line. And all of a sudden, they're just non-existent to the point where an employee has come down the hallway. Like, what the you know, what the hell just happened? So, <laughs> I've used that to my advantage. And uh, there was a couple of times last year they were basically screaming at us and he's just oblivious to it. But it's only way to get scared now. Let's talk, but, but your father-in-law, while we were in Krampus, which we say is the fun oh, house, yeah. the scary house, I mean, he got scared so much that you went into that one room that was like with the fireplace and everything that somebody, you know, would, would jump out of the Santa Krampus in the corner. Um, and we know that the scare actor was marvelous in that, that role that would come out through the, like his stomach. There was a chair. I mean, you're, you're, your father-in-law almost like fell over backwards over the chair because I've never seen somebody scared yeah, so much. We went, we went through Shallow Grave last year. There's this giant three-headed dog puppet and someone's obviously controlling it behind and it just jumped out and like decked him and broke his glasses and he just got up like laughing like, this is the greatest <laughs> thing ever. I'm like, oh, he's a champ. So That guy's a trooper. Oh, yeah. So... Well, we talked about um, the, our favorite houses of last year, um, and you know we talked about the, the conga line, you know, and, and the need to try to break that up. Um, you know, that is one of the detriments of Halloween Horror Nights because it's so popular and it's the glossy event, and it's you know it's you know they win the, they win the award every year for being the best haunt, and I think you know the reason is that it draws so many people, and it's it's basically like Mardi Gras for horror fans. It's yeah. huge, but. There's so many other haunts that are out there now that are catering more to people that want, mm-hmm. um, you know, a different fun factor or the the horror factor amped up and a more personalized experience. Um, we had been to a couple last year that, you know, um, with um, Nathan and myself had gone through. It was either terrifying or you, you weren't conga line through. The lines were longer outside, but you... The payoff was you had an individual experience as you went through the, the the houses. So, you know, any any thoughts on what other haunts or the best haunts that you went through last year were? I guess Paul, um, yeah, Joe, uh, uh, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, uh, I mean, well, I did Shallow Grave. I, I did Christmas time, not during Halloween, but it was the same house, just Christmas themed. That was amazing, and then also, um, what was that one? Screamageddon, the uh, the hillbilly haunted theme park we went to. That was pretty intense. Um, it was scary, but then also, you know, hands-on, literally, in the prison one. And then I think I had the most fun, though, at Hollow Scream. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say, you know, from the stuff that, that I've, I went to um, last year, the, the best event that I think I went to overall was Scream Again. And as far as um, scare factor was there, individual, uh, 
you know, factor was there. They had two houses that you went through uh, or two mazes that uh, involved touching, you know, if you wanted them to touch you. Um, and they were not very light touching you either, <laughs> uh, which was pretty awesome. You know, and like the uh, Nathan mentioned, you kind of had one where you go through a prison and they treated you like a prisoner, you know, so you're kind of getting thrown up against the walls or being put in solitary boxes and so forth. And that, that experience was, you know, amazing. I think they also had the greatest hayride maze I've ever been on in my yep. life. Um, so I'm really looking forward to scream again and reopening this year. There's now no details on the website. We've tried to contact them, um, you know, over the last week and we haven't heard anything back yet as far as opening dates and stuff for, for them yet. And like you said, hollow scream, um, you know, to me, if, you know, Halloween Horror Nights is the big slicked, uh, you know, slick event, like a Marvel type movie, um, you know, hollow scream is really kind of that much lower budget, non slick event, but you have more fun going to it. Like a, you know, like a, a, a B level type movie, but the, the houses are great. The scares are great. Um, you know, there's people that are jumping out of trash cans and bushes to get mm -hmm. you. Uh, there's no set scare zones, but it's pitch black wherever you're walking in the park. It's like straight out of a Scooby-Doo episode. Um, and, you know, there's there's just points in houses that are just terrifying. So, you know, bungee actors, things like that. I mean, I, I've watched Nathan drop his drink not once, but twice last year. <laughs> same guy, too. It scared me both times. Same maze. <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, I, and uh, what was it? Zombie bumper cars. Yeah, that was amazing. Those guys are. And let me tell you, the zombies that are in like the zombie bumper cars and the zones, like they are hardcore into it too. Like you know, yeah. the Halloween Horror Nights. I think, you know, they attract a mixed, um, a mixed bag of of scare actors, age age range wise. Um, but you know, like when we were on the zombie bumper cars, like they, they were legit, like older guys like my age or older that were driving around on bumper cars. You know, and and just full on into it. You know, never breaking character. No matter how many times you laugh, and you you know that it's 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 making them laugh as well. But they they just stay in character. It was it's it's awesome. Yeah, I definitely think that was the best value. I mean, especially if you get the buffet and the early entry. It was. I'm looking forward to that, but I think more than Universal right now. So, Paul. So, any thoughts? You know, we have a bunch of local haunts. Um, there's one uh, call that's been around forever, uh, and of course I don't remember the name of it, which is shitty because they're they're they are they have been around so long, um, and they are pretty much the only house in the area that'll that touches you. And I mean, not, not I mean, they not just touches you, but I mean, they'll hold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, they will hold you down. They will. Oh, spooky acres is what it's called. Um, I mean, they're they're they are not gentle with you. Um, but I mean, it it was like an hour and a half wait, and it's only one house. And don't get me wrong, it's a long house, but I mean, it is. So I mean, they'll hold you down. They'll press you against a wall. You have to climb through a top like on your hands and knees through a tunnel. Um, it is, it is a, a, an awesome, awesome time. Um, so I, I enjoy going to that one. I went to three theme park, um, Halloween events last year. I went to obviously Halloween Horror Nights. I also went to hollow scream at Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. Um, and the thing about that one, it, it was fun, but you know, the thing, the difference between my Bush Gardens here in Virginia and your Bush Gardens down in Florida is that hollow scream is not a separately payable event. It's included in your day pass. So, hmm. like, if you have a season pass, 
like you you can just show up at 11 o'clock in the or 10 o'clock in the morning and stay until closing at midnight that night um you know without having to it's not a stay and scream or whatever it's just at at five o'clock or six o'clock they just open up the haunted houses and you can start walking into them um so which is great it's a great it's like value Six yeah. flags same thing yeah i mean it's just Sight like fist. that but you know you get what you pay for ultimately in, in that kind of thing like there's there's one new house every couple of years type thing um, a lot of a lot of re- repeats there, but it's still a you know it's a fun experience and locally it's probably the biggest thing we've got. Um, I really enjoyed King's Dominion. King's Dominion is uh, about two hours away from me. They have a Halloween haunt event, and if I remember correctly, there were nine haunted houses, uh, or nine or ten haunted houses. Plus, they had you mentioned bumper cars. You know how every theme park has like some type of old school type you're in old trolley cars just driving down the track with the bar in the middle type thing through the woods. Yeah. They had that, but they turned it into a haunt. So you were driving on the car and, you know, they had zombies and stuff all around you and <laughs> scenes and that kind of thing. And that was a really cool experience. So I enjoyed, do, you know, when they do something a little different like that. So That's how about cool. you, Kyle? Oh, you already felt. Did you show? <laughs> I don't I'll care. Tell Kyle. you mine again. Tell, how about you, Drew? <laughs> well, last year I only went to Halloween Horror Nights. I'm I'm terrible. I know, but you know, I actually, Paul, I have experience too at that Bush Gardens Hollow Scream. I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, you know, I've never been to Hollow Scream in Tampa, but I have gone to the one in Virginia. And like you said, it's it's really kind of like you, you get what you pay for which ultimately is nothing if you really think about it yeah. <laughs> but, um you know I, back in the day i used to go to six flags fright fest all the time and that that i mean that's bad that's really really bad yeah because <laughs> that was i think one of the reasons too why halloween horror nights when i first went was so amazing is that i had only gone to fright fest at that point and <laughs> When you go from Fright Fest to Halloween Horror Nights, it is like going from zero to 100 real quick. The first house I ever did was uh, Nightmare on Elm Street at Halloween Horror Nights 17. And that's a lot of people, you know, put that house high in regard. And I remember just walking through. And one of the first times I ever got scared at Horror Nights was, was it like a mirror trick where I, cause I, was, I, I was looking all around me waiting for people to jump out. And I could see Freddy, and I was like, oh, he ain't going to get me, except I was looking at a mirror the entire time, and I had no idea, and he scared the absolute crap out of me. Um, but, yeah, you know, I kind of stick mostly to Halloween Horror Nights, especially up here. You know, there's a lot of – there's not a lot of haunts directly, like, in the area. There's some out in Long Island and New Jersey. You know, I don't really – make a trip out for any of that stuff. I kind of save all my cash to do Horror Nights once or twice. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to especially coming down there with you guys and doing stuff like Hollow Scream in the future, though. Well, so, it sounds like we're all, I mean, it, it, we're of course we're all, but that's why we're talking on this podcast. We're all going to Halloween Horror Nights this year. Halloween Horror Nights 27. Um, we're recording this, What what is today? June 29th. 29th. Uh, and so, you know, everyone lately, you can't open up Twitter without someone saying, can't wait for a Halloween Horror Nights or HHN 27 announcement. Um, but thus far, they've only had two, I think, houses announced. You, yeah. you know, someone I actually I just looked it up because I saw it a few days ago. Someone actually made like an Excel spreadsheet. Right. <laughs> of when the announcements were last year. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. So, 
as of now, today is the 29th. As of this time last year, we had already had the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Exorcist, The Walking Dead, and the Icon slash Chance House announced at this point. And July 7th was when Halloween was announced. So we're coming up to an appointment, a point where there's been five announcements last year almost. And so far, all we have is American Horror Story, which everyone knew was coming back, and The Shining, which was the most highly rumored house, I think, since like November. So, and it's funny because, at, you know, there's, I mean, I'm sure we can talk, there's, there was rumored, you know, maps that have leaked and, you know, lists and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like a lot of it, I don't really buy personally. So the fact that there's this long delay in information coming out with some properties that I don't really know if, if that's the case, it's kind of setting up for some mystery and I kind of like it right now. I think that there's such a big sense of entitlement out there, you know, like Halloween Horror Nights has brought in so many people over the last couple of years that it, you know, and I'll, I'll be the first to say like, you know, cause you, I don't want to, I'll be the hypocrite and say, you know, I was one of them, you know, but in the meantime, the floodgates are open. There's so many people at this event on a nightly basis that they've reached capacity a couple of times. Um, and the lines are enormous. Um, but in the meantime, more and more people are, are, as they come in, you know, they're, they're like hashtag expert, you know, and I think the folks are feeling so entitled, you know, and if you look on the, um, book group, our nights of the um, Universal Orlando when you're looking at Twitter it's non-stop with people demanding they're not asking at this point they're like demanding and saying like, why are we not getting some type of announcement this is ridiculous and you know they don't have to announce anything until they're ready to announce it or they, you know they can, realistically it's June you know yeah um, there, there's no harm in waiting until August to announce everything too and keeping their cards close to their vest you know it kind of makes me think that maybe it's not going to be that big of a year. You know, I think like if you have something huge to announce, you probably would want to get it out there, you know, in advance. But I think that they have their title cards out there. You know, last yeah. year, American Horror Story was their highest rated house, supposedly, um, of all time, supposedly. Um, but, you know, uh, they they also have The Shining, which is their feather in their cap this year. So, you know, they've, they've got their two properties that they can bank on. They could sell to their travel agents and people are going to come in and are going to book their time based off of those properties. That's exactly it. Maybe there's more original content this year than we've seen in the past. And it's not really stuff that they need to get out there. Or maybe it is this, you know, some of the rumored IPs like Ash vs. Evil Dead, which is popular, but not necessarily, well, let's announce it four months in advance, popular to sell some more tickets. You know, it, you know, Kyle and I had this discussion a few days ago that, you know, people book their trips because they're going no matter what to, to Halloween Horror Nights. It's kind of like, like WrestleMania is one of the biggest events you know, in sports or sports entertainment every year and people buy the tickets long before any matches are announced. You know you're going to go because it's what you want to do. And this is no different. So, I mean, I remember back in the day when they wouldn't announce anything until like September 1st and it was like a midnight reveal on the website, yeah. you know? But things have changed with social media and uh, and everyone just kind of wants instant gratification. Everyone knows something lately, and I think the, the other thing, like I, I'm amazed because you know, in our nonprofit organization that Paul and I work in, um, you, if you if anything leaked to the public about what was going on behind the scenes, 
you'd be terminated. You know, um, the, I can't imagine that if you're working on these properties, you're not signing NDAs to begin with. But yet, the second that folks start working on these properties, that the entire world knows what, what folks are working on. So I think it's one of those things that the entitlement runs deep because people know supposedly what's being worked on. Um, but, you know, they can't officially say what's being worked on um, because it's not official yet. Um, and what we've seen over the last couple of years is when Halloween Horror Nights um, ha has engaged contractors to work on certain properties, those properties have been pulled. Um, you know, and I know that we've spoken to Mike for the Ideology of Madness, um, you know, page a couple of times about, you know, how, you know, how does the development process work for some of these IPs and, and so forth. And, you know, it's it's one of those never say never things until it's it's actually in the books and promoted. We came very close to having a different house um, two years ago that got scrapped, um, you know, before the house was, was uh, you know, it, it was already tick and tied at that point. So, you know, they, they, they have nothing to, to win by announcing more stuff at this point. Yeah. I mean, I, I, to your point, like you guys said, everyone's going to go anyway. Everyone who wants to go is going to go to Halloween Harnets. The event sells itself at this point. Um, at this, you know, when it comes down to houses, when it comes down to icons, at that point, we're just talking about merchandise. Like, what's going to sell merchandise at that point? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I obviously lots of talk about is there going to be an icon this year? I, I mean, I think after I think after twenty five and twenty six and the and the icon merchandise from those years, they'd be foolish not to just have an icon every year. Agreed. It, it sells it sells bobbleheads and t shirts and. Keychains and everything. It gives the event like a like a, like a unique feel because like twenty two, twenty three, and twenty four, there was no icon and there was just kind of no real. It just didn't feel like how Halloween Horror Nights in the past had felt to me, kind of yeah. thing. Like fear, you know, even Lady Luck. At least there was like a general like, even you know like the logos around the park should have like a distinct design that kind of makes this year different than other years, you know, with the merchandising and there's no, there's no reason for the merchandise not to kind of be like fresh every year. And the past few, it was pretty bad. And you know, when twenty five with Jack, everything was nice. Last year was a little. Missing. Merchandise was awful. Yeah, it was, that, it was really bad. But. The icon last year was so widely panned. Um, you know, I and again, just like the Walking Dead stuff. I mean, I think I'm probably the only person on any type of social platform that has come out and, and said that I, I've enjoyed the the Chance House last year. I like the story that was told. I think the story got lost because of the 3D part of the house, and, and um, it, you know, it, it just. It carried on the story for 25, but in the meantime, you had the house in one section of the park, you had the scare zone in another section of the park. Nothing made sense to tie anything together. Nope. There was no uh, continuity anywhere. Yeah, and, and, yeah and, I mean, so what's the point of having an icon then? No, I, I gotta say, I love the fact that they had Chance last year. I loved, I did enjoy the house. I did enjoy the story. I enjoyed the scare actor dining. I agree with you, though. Just putting it on two different sides of the park just didn't make sense. I One of the years I regret missing, because I, I went from, I went the 13 and then i didn't go again until 17 and i regret missing 14 because uh, 14 was the year that it was all tied together with the terra queen stuff and they had like this unifying story amongst everything and like this game that you could play and all sorts of stuff i i love that kind of stuff and i know nowadays they don't need to go through all that trouble 
people are like we said people are going to show up regardless you don't need to have hidden stories and secret clues and and that kind of stuff but i i really do enjoy that stuff and i i, I look forward to the original property stuff more so than the shining or american horror story the shining could be a train wreck I, i'm not <laughs> I don't see anything good coming out of that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little Especially concerned about that. Not showing Jack Nicholson name in the marketing to me is... That's uh, not a good sign. I think you got to pay for his likeness, though. And so. I think they didn't do it, or they couldn't afford it, or he just didn't want it be part of it. Um, but he is kind of the main character of the movie and the book so it's funny because in their like little um video that they pushed out when they announced the shiny they didn't really have any specific mention to jack um in the the promotional pieces and on the website it didn't say anything you know promotional tied to him either but in the press release that like the media outlets got it did reference everything like you'll experience every like maniacal twist or whatever of of jack through the the story so I'll be interested to see how they they play it off, but I agree. I mean, you know, there's houses like The Exorcist was supposed to be the you know the giant feather in the hat last year for for the creative team where they waited for that property for a long time, just like The Shining this year. And I think the the Exorcist last year was uh, was a disappointment to me. So, yeah, oh you know, gosh. I think um, just aesthetically that movie. Being a hotel, you have these long corridor shots. Now, when you try to put that in a maze, unless you're going in by yourself, it's not going to be effective. Like 20 people in one line, you know, mm-hmm. a door on the left opens, door on the right. I mean, they did the I dark just, hallway thing again, too, which sucked. And, you know, we literally walked it. You know, we talk about like going in the house by yourself. The way we went in with the Orlando Informer crew at one point, like, you know, with uh, Tom and everybody, we walked out the door because it was pitch <laughs> black right. in there. <laughs> All the pool noodles. <laughs> so um i don't know i you know that's what at least we know about halloween horror nights this year obviously you know bill and ted will be back i don't know if it's warrants talking about bill and ted yet or if we can probably dedicate a whole segment to that at a, yeah. a later time and same with um i anticipate that academy of villains will be back you know at least based off of you know people have had very open tweets um, back and forth from the leadership of Academy of Villains and the, the Universal team, so I, I would say that that's pretty much a lock. Um, but you know, aside from that, that the rest of the houses and scare zones, I think, will lay off of of talking through them at this point until there is some type of air of of uh, officialness out there. Agreed. Which uh, brings us to a good point, right? With the uh, four Hauntsmen, we're going to be here every other week is the goal. Uh, more frequently as news comes up. Uh, keep an eye out on uh, Drew. What is our Twitter handle? It is at Four Hauntsman, and it's spelt out F O U R. All right. And we have an email address, it's, don't we? Or something? Yeah, it's the same. It's Four Hauntsman at gmail.com. So leave us some feedback. Um, this podcast is going to be on iTunes, IOMGeek.com, a bunch of different places. Um, but definitely. Uh, follow at Four Huntsmen on Twitter. And uh, coming episodes, we're obviously going to be talking about more Halloween Horror Nights news and just haunt news in general. I think we, we you know, like Kyle mentioned, I think we all have um, a little bit of a passion here for haunts and horror. Uh, so I, I, I don't think we are specific to Halloween Horror Nights, but that is certainly going to be our focus. It is? Maybe. Like what? It. what? What are we talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
talking about uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and the Redhead? Yeah. So unless there's a bombshell announcement, um, we'll be back in two weeks. Um, you know, if things are announced from Halloween Horror Nights um, over the next two weeks, we'll be back sooner. But um, as Paul mentioned, reach out to us via social media. If you like what you heard, let us know. If you didn't like what you heard, let us know. If you have uh, <laughs> suggestions for improvement, let us know. Um, at least, uh, or, you know, if you can find a way to give us a thumbs down like you do on our videos, please do so. <laughs> and uh, on that note, I think we're going to wrap things up here. So we'll be back in two weeks. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This is our premiere trial run of the Four Hauntsmen. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Yay! See you guys later.